Hey, everybody, you are kicking it with the homeboys. We're so excited that you're with us. We've got a very exciting topic today, something that hits home with everybody across the country, maybe across the world for that matter. We are talking inflation. And yes, it is real. I've seen it. You've seen it. You know, how, does it affect, how does it affect you as an investor? What do you do to hedge against inflation? We're going to cover all that today. My name is Clint Weatherill. As always, I'm here with my very handsome and delightful co-host, Mr. Scott Adams. I love it. Overselling me as always. I'm just speaking the truth, man. Yeah. Just speaking the truth. How are we doing? Good, good. You and I had a pretty good day. Had the, uh, some ups and downs, some headaches with some of our uh, bigger development projects, but we're here and uh, couldn't be happier. All is good. I uh, coming off of a uh, of a night without heat or uh, hot water. Mm-hmm. Didn't pay my bill. Didn't pay your bill. So I'm uh, I'm on here giving real estate advice uh-huh. to to folks. And here I am getting my utility shut off. Yeah, I, I, I happen so, to know the backstory to this. So, yeah, so I, my, uh, you know, as as a owner, one of the owners of a large property management company, as you can imagine, we see lots of bills coming and going. And my gas bill at my house somehow got paperless and was ending up in a junk folder in my email. Yeah. Didn't get a call, you know, from the company, nothing. Right. I did miss it. I'm, you know, it was was not paid. Right. Um, my wife calls yesterday and says, "Honey, we don't have any hot water." So yeah, so I I'm packing my kids up yesterday, bringing them into the office so they could get a hot shower yeah. last night, and then had space heaters set up in all of our bedrooms. But I, got my, but I got my gas on, and here yeah. I am going to tell everybody about being a, a conservative real estate investor and paying your bills and paying down yeah. debt and, you know, get my utility shut off. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, we live pretty complicated lives with all of our bills. <laughs> it's nuts. You know, someone asked me recently, you know, what your electric bill is at home, one of my neighbors, and I thought, I, I have no idea what any of my bills are because our accountant pays everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're... There's certain things that we get a free pass on because well, I couldn't we're busy. believe it. I mean, yeah. I hadn't, I haven't uh, paid a gas bill since it's been set up, right? You know, because I moved about a year ago, um, and we're we are in a much smaller home right, uh, right now. It's a tr- kind of a transitional home. Um, you know, we're building right. later this summer, but I was amazed that you know, really over the year, I only accrued nine hundred some dollars of gas charges. Both my furnaces are gas. I thought that was pretty reasonable. Yeah. That's not the first time either of us this has happened to either. Someone I know, meaning you, also had a water bill at the last house that you didn't know. It just never came to you. I never got a water bill. Right. So if the water company is like listening to this, they're going to track me down. I'm going to end up in the slammer <laughs> right. over this. Yeah. Every, you know, you'd say like, yeah. what do you mean you've not paid a water bill? I'm like, I have not got a water bill since I've lived in this house and I've lived here for five years. Right. Never got a water bill. Well, this is a good way to kind funny, of train. Funny, you know, a funny story. So the pool company, you know, had a swimming pool. Um, I got a new liner, and then the pool company said, "Hey, you want us to fill up the pool? It's like so much a gallon, and it was right. going to cost like eight hundred dollars." I'm like, "Oh no, oh no, my Use my the hose. my hose will be just fine." <laughs> and they were like, "That well, water be free." Uh-huh. <laughs> It's so bad. I know, but uh, so bad. But this is this is a good way to transition into today's topic, which is you know everything's going up, especially ho- people's home gas prices. I guess are increasing. Um, 
What's not? Right. You know. I mean, we are in an inflationary market. Whether you want to call it hyperinflation or not, that that's, uh, you know, you. there's people who can argue both sides of that. I think it's crossed into the hyperinflation zone if you build back in the cost of, of oil con- and mm-hmm. consumables, which they leave out. You know, I think we're in that hyperinflation zone. So but you're, we're, you're, we're, you're using big boy yeah, words, sorry, okay? Sorry. You're using big boy words. <laughs> let, me just, let me just dumb this down. So we're, we're just getting out of, uh, out of uh, Valentine's Day here, you know, this week. You know, I have a thing where I just cook dinner for, you know, my wife and our two daughters, right. you know, on Valentine's Day. I cooked a chicken dish, and I got a $20 bottle of wine, one Valentine's card, and then just the ingredients to make dinner, $110 right. at the store the other day. And I told you my wife was three fifty at the grocery the other day, and her cart wasn't all the way full. Mm-hmm. So for everyone out there, they're feeling it. They're it's noticing crazy it. crazy at the grocery store, man. Yeah. It's like... I, I couldn't believe it when I got up there. Like, cause I'm the guy that I, whenever I go to the grocery, which isn't that often, I'm in there to get my crap and get the heck out of there. So I'm not really like looking at the prices, but I kind of know what I feel like the price is going to be when I get up there and $110. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I haven't been to the grocery in almost 10 years because I'm not allowed because I don't look at prices and I take two carts and I just get whatever I want. I'm like a child in there. So you I'm, go, you go hungry. So you just like throw everything, everything, in. <laughs> like everything. I'm out of fruit loops and just, it's like being back in my childhood and all the things that I couldn't get. Right. Then. Right. But you know, th- everyone's noticing this and feeling it. Anyone who shops and it's not, there's ways where you can benefit from inflation as, as, you can at the very least hedge against it where it doesn't affect you. The people that are hurt, it's sad. In inflationary times are are the the people with the least amount of assets and the least money. You know, because you're saying just because everything becomes more valuable? It, yeah. So people who own assets, just generally speaking, they get some gains out of inflation. You know, just um, you know, if you look at historical curves of real estate, it goes up pretty steadily with inflation. And, you know, those same people own stocks, which during inflationary times also tend to pace very close to inf- inflation. So there's there, the wealthy, it doesn't hurt them. That's what people I don't think understand, too, is the wealthy aren't really hurt by inflation. You know, Everyone's crying about it, but there's some people who actually benefit. A lot of times people are large holders of assets like land and gold and, and uh, you know, companies and you know, they, they can make money through inflation. And so for the typical person that's watching this, I think the easiest path to keep up with inflation and not get burned by it is to own those assets like real estate, you know, investments and gold and, and those. And I think the easiest one for most people to get into is real estate, which that happens to be, a, you know, what, what we're experts at. So what caused the inflation? So like if you go backwards oh. and just, you know, try to try to, you know, pick up on, on what caused it to I mean, are you, are you, you know, I ask you cause you're a lot smarter than I am, but, um, you know, is it, uh, the giving out of free money? Is it the cost of money? Um, I mean, cause obviously when you peel it all the way back it, you know, inflation, you know, was caused by demand of resources and goods right. and consumables and, you know, all of that, you know, so, I mean, you have a lower supply and a high demand, right? I mean, right. so, so what, what is your take on, you know, what's, what's caused it? I mean, the answer is yes to all of those things. Mm-hmm. It's a multitude of factors. And, you know, I'm no expert. You know, I, I obviously studied economics in, in 
college, just like you did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I you thought you I, were going to say, well, the gross domestic product curve yeah. hit its axis, right. and then whenever you look, it's going <laughs> down towards the Y. You take the median of that versus yeah. the inflationary. I have been looking at that know, data, index. as you know, because right. I'm a nerd and I enjoy seeing <laughs> those things. But but when you break it down to just normal, you know, a simple explanation, you nailed it all. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a lack of goods coming in, or at least a a fear of a lack of of goods. The supply chain was interrupted, and you know you can go back to explaining how that happens is. It all started with Toyota. Toyota was the first company that said, we're not going to build a whole warehouse and hold all these parts. It's when the car is being made, it's, you know, at that moment, the part arrives. That's when we want it. And so it's a, a pull, not push. And the whole world went to that system. Amazon, everyone, you know, it's it's product on demand. No giant, you know, warehousing of products. So as soon as there was an interruption in that, I mean, it, it it's a domino. And at the same time, we were giving out free money our economic policy was already um, very liberal with with spending and lowering in interest rates, and so there's not a lot of levers the Fed can pull right now to to stop it without throwing a giant bucket of ice water on the economy at the same time. So it, we're in an unknown times. However, the very current system that we're in, which is inflationary, it's real simple. It's not complicated. You just got to own some assets. Right. It's the way to get through it. It's the way to not be hurt. Consume as little as possible, which, what are you going to do? Eat less. You know, it's not like. We're an excess, you yeah. know, gluttonous society, you know, anyway. We're gluttonous you know, consumers. It's, 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 we just consume, consume, consume. If you can lower that, great. That would help you. But find a way to get some assets, even if you have to leverage to get in them. Um, I think one of the things that that people are worried about is buying in right now on assets because of pricing. And because of the limited supply, how do you feel about that? You know, buying in now despite that. Well, where are you going to put it? You know, number one. I mean, if you're talking like from an investment standpoint, you know, um, you know, CDs, savings accounts, any kind of fixed income product is. I mean, it, you might as well put it in a jar and put it in your backyard. You know, so there's there's not much there's not much there. Um, you know, there are still real estate investments, you know, that make that make a lot of sense. I mean, you have to be cautious. Right. You know, in times like this, it's harder to find the deals. You know, I've always been more lenient towards real estate investments. You know, the stock market scares me to death. Um, you know, it's just, it's all funny money that, uh, you know, it doesn't really make any sense to me. So, you know, I still think that there's, there is smart, money in real estate. I still think that there's some options out there. You know, we, we're still, we're still in, um, you know, it's a bad time to buy a car. You know, it's a, it's a bad time, um, to buy, uh, any kind of, you know, recreation type item, like a, like an RV or, you know, I mean, I'm in the market for a, for a four wheeler, you know, it's, um, it's, it's amazing the prices that you know what what it's the jump that we've seen in just you know call it twelve months. We've been talking about buying cars for us because we you know have company cars here right. you know for several years. Yeah, so you know, we and, own a lot of vehicles. So we have a, f- a fleet of vehicles that our maintenance people drive and our salespeople drive. Uh, I think we have like twenty four vehicles that we own. Mm-hmm. 
Well, two vehicles are kind of luxury vehicles that are, you know, for when clients are in town that we like drive. Like McLarens or Bugattis. <laughs> yeah, no, or no, no, no. Like I that, shouldn't say the luxury. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, they're not like that. They're just uh, Tahoes or Yukons. Mm-hmm. And we bought the leases out of those because they couldn't find us new ones when the leases end. And those are the only two vehicles we lease are the the two nice mm-hmm. ones because we keep two, you know, every two years the lease goes up and we replace them. That way when clients are in town, we have something nice to drive them around in. And we couldn't get them. That was almost two years ago now. And we've just owned these, and we keep trying to buy vehicles. Yeah, but then you go back two years and see what the price was two we years. should have done it. You know, should have. And then, yeah. you know, now you look at – it's mind-blowing what the, what, the, what the price is. And, you know, you can't, you can't uh, you know, see it before you – you can't sit in it. Right. You know, you're, you're, you know these vehicles are 100 Gs, and you can't, you can't get in it and, right. and look at it. But yet everyone's, you know, buying it, then – there's there's 84 month financing now on cars. It's so insane. if you go to Chevy, Ford, whatever car company you go to, that's what the default is when it it like if you can if they have a builder of a car, where you can get on there and build your car out. You know it defaults to 84 months. I mean I remember heck it was since within the last four or five years us talking about how crazy 72 months was. Well yeah, 60 months when mm-hmm. I was younger was crazy. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I was offered 60 months on an in- infinity when I was in my 20s. And I thought, "Are you crazy? 60 months." 60 months, but now that's normal. So now, now it's 84. Yeah, it goes back to the, the overall thing, which is consume as little as you can during these periods and invest in assets. Now, it's always a tough trigger to pull investing in assets in an up market. You know, when is the right time to buy? When there's blood in the streets, you buy 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 when prices are low. However, inflationary markets we're buying like crazy right now we're building like crazy uh, we're building you know this year we'll put up 400 doors at least um you know we're 30 to 40 million dollars worth of real estate built that, that we're going to build this year during this despite the prices and don't get us you know that sounds like a lot of real estate to a lot of people but that's not enough power to even get deals on supplies we're paying outrageous market Prices for our lumber, for our windows. We're having to order windows right now. On for a project in four months. Yeah, for a project four months from now. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're doing it. We're spending the money to to do it because during these times, we know that these this is a great way for us to offset that inflation that we're all feeling. So we're putting our money where our mouth is with this. We really believe in it. And you know, historically, you don't have you. You can look to any economist, and they're going to tell you a few things to, to buy in order to hedge inflation and to and to soften your you know the the effects of it on your life, which is, um, you know, real estate, you know, gold, investments, solid assets help you through it. But you know, that's that's the real summary of today. It's real simple: buy real estate. You know, if you're feeling the effects of this inflation and you want to keep up with it, and you have some savings. If it's sitting there in the bank or even in a CD, it's you're losing ground fast. Mm-hmm. That that dollar is worth a lot less money tomorrow than what it was worth today. So, you know, stick it in real estate. At least it will keep up. I know it's hard to pull the trigger sometimes during times like this when real estate is expensive, but there are still deals out there, and you know we just believe in it. We're doing it ourselves. You know, we're not accountants, so I, I don't really want to give you know accounting and tax advice, but. You know, there are some advantages, you know, there to, to, to discuss with owning a real estate, right. you know, that that really help, you know, uh, drive home that it real estate's a smart, you know, very smart investment. It's just, especially when you're talking like here in Indiana, you know, we're, we're in a, a very boring state. You know, our real estate prices just kind of, 
tend to, to, to just go up a little. You know, even in, in 2008, 9, and 10, you know, when the, the economy was crashing, we didn't see our real, our real estate went down, but nothing like some of these other areas. So right. so maybe... If I may, know, three, yeah. our, tip, our average um, is 3 to 4% appreciation on our market mm-hmm. over historically over long periods. So we have a lot of um, friends, lots of clients, um, colleagues on the West Coast. So I think my opinion on those types of markets, like let's just say the Bay Area, and we've been to the Bay Area a lot. I think my opinion is a little different than than it is here in the Midwest. I would say I probably would stay away from any of these highly volatile markets that see these huge pops. You know, we say we say that any time to do that, but probably especially now. You know, it's uh, there's a, it, inflation brings also instability, and so you have to be aware. There's other things you've got to watch for. It's not just an inflationary market. It's bringing instability to a market. It brings unknowns. So you also have to be cautious. So you have to be aggressive with buying, but you have to be cautious where and what you do it with, I think, is, mm-hmm. the, is the easiest way to say that. And you are right. You know, there's a lot of people who made a lot of money on those coastal markets, and we just don't believe in them. They're, t- they're, they're too up and down. They're, there's, and they're too expensive. They don't make sense in, in terms of cash flow which is why a lot of our clients are from those markets because they. So when you're saying cash flow, just throwing out an example, you're talking that you're paying a uh, million dollars for something that gets you 5,000 in rents. Right. Correct. Something like that. Right. right. And, and one way to think of it, you and I talk a lot about is that 1% rule. So if you buy a hundred thousand dollar house, you would like it to bring you a thousand in gross rents. Mm-hmm. Now that's, it's not it's a straight to do line. Today. It's harder to do, but you can get pretty close here. Right. You know, you're talking 0.01% in some of those markets. I mean, you just you just can't get anywhere close. So to another that. market, and so we're talking coastal, you know, we're talking large markets, so, you know, throw New York City, you know, Chicago, some of those larger markets. I would say that your vacation type markets, you know, similar. Um, you know, I know some vacation markets exceptionally well. Um, you know, I've been in the panhandle of Florida for a very long time because my folks started, you know, they had uh, a little place in the panhandle, right? The prices there, I can't, I can't fathom. It's unbelievable. I know. I mean, it's, you're talking literally, oh gosh, um, you know, 40% appreciations in four years, you know, five years. Um, you and I bought a house in Cape Coral, Gosh, eight years ago, probably we bought it. We paid two fifty for it. We put a little money in it. We sold it for like three fifty or four hundred. Thought it was four hundred. Yeah, four hundred. Mm-hmm. I, I looked on. Uh, I, I did comps the oh, other day. Sure. It's unbelievable. That right. house is easily eight fifty. Yeah. You know, it's it's. So there's some markets where you do need to be very cautious right now. You could buy in those markets trying to offset your inflation and end up upside down in something. Yeah, yeah I've seen in. Um, Gatlinburg, um, yeah. Tennessee. You know, for those that don't know, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like a, a a Branson. You know, it's a it's a it's a destination. There's all kinds of things to do. Dollywood is there. You know, it's great for families. But anyhow, me and my wife really enjoy taking the kids there, and we've looked for the last four or five years. You know, just been conscious of the prices of real estate. They've doubled. Mm-hmm. 
They've doubled in five years. I know, because I take my family there, too, and we started looking, you know, you and I together considered mm-hmm. offering on some. Yeah, it's it's you got to just be careful where you do it. You got to find conservative markets. You know, the Midwest is a great spot for it. Um, you just gotta you gotta dig through and look at a lot of stuff, and you gotta pull the trigger. People always ask us at, at events that we speak at. You know, is now a good time to buy? Is you know when's the best time to buy? The answer is always the same to me. It's both not right now and now. You know, it, it doesn't matter what the market's doing as long as you're going to buy a good asset and in a conservative area. And you believe in the cash flow. Who cares what it's really worth at the end of the day? You're making your cash flow. That's just a number on a piece of paper in a lot of ways. You know, if you're not selling it, it doesn't matter. It's a something you paid. So you buy a house for three hundred thousand, and it's bringing you in three thousand dollars a month in rents. Who cares what someone will pay you for it right now? You want that three thousand dollars every month coming in. So I don't care if the market says it's worth half a million right now. I don't care if the market says it's worth two fifty right now. As long as I'm getting my three thousand in rents, my investment's performing the way I want it. Now, don't get me wrong; I want it to also appreciate so I can get that cherry on top at the end when it's paid off, or you want to sell it and capture some of that, you know, growth that you've had. But at the end of the day, as long as you look at this as a cash flow investment, it doesn't matter when you buy. As long as you buy it and the numbers work for you, you can hold that forever if that's your plan. That's a great thing about being a long-term holder of real estate. If that's your plan, which is what we believe in, in a lot of ways, that part doesn't matter. You find an asset that performs, gives you cash every month, a good amount. You buy it and you sit on it and you make that money and put it in your pocket every month. I think that's important to note because, you know, if you're looking at a one-year, two-year window, it's not a good thing to get it, you know, to, to hedge inflation by getting into real estate. You know, we're selling to our customers and to ourselves long-term plan, you know, in real estate. This isn't, um, you know, we're not telling our clients to, to become, you know, house flippers. Right. Um, you know, right now, I mean, really ever. We believe in long-term holding of real estate as a sound investment vehicle. Right. You know, so um, if you're looking for a quick buck, you know, don't believe all of these uh, flip this house and all these these crazy shows that are that are on TV. That's not reality. Uh, they've got the power of a large network behind them, and they've got producers making that look as appealing as possible. It's that's not how it's not how it works. You mean not everything I see on TV is real? Crazy, right? <laughs> Who would have thought? That's, that's saved for the internet. Yeah, everything is everything is real. But uh, but anyhow, inflation is real. It is. Everyone has to be very conscious of it. You're seeing it at everywhere you go. The gas pump, the grocery store, the car lots, you name it, it's there. Mm-hmm. So be aware of it. You know, invest smartly. Look for long-term real estate investments. Um, we're the homeboys. We're excited that you joined us today. Please like us, share us, tell your friends about us. we got a lot more coming this season. Till next time, happy investing. <laughs>